Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. You're commuting home with Katz and Cosby. Now, here's John Katz and and Rita Cosby on 77 WABC. Joining us now, as we were just talking about, is the attorney, Mark Lytle. He represents the IRS whistleblower, uh, the senior agent, Gary Shapley, who delivered bombshell testimony yesterday before Congress. Uh, Mr. Lytle, great to have you back here on Cats and Cosby. I got to get your reaction. Everybody is talking about uh, the hearing yesterday. I've covered a lot of hearings. It was one of the most riveting. And I found Gary Shapley so credible. He and also the other guy, uh, Joseph, uh, the, the guy who worked underneath Ziegler. him. Yeah, Ziegler, thank you. Yeah. Um, the two of them were incredibly credible. And Gary Shapley, I just thought, you looked in his eyes. I don't know how anybody watching yesterday's hearing could walk away and not say, these guys are competent. He talked about all the investigations he did. Um, your thoughts and how did, how did he feel he did and where does he think it goes from here? Well, first of all, thanks for having me on. And um, I can tell your viewers, uh, who, if you didn't get a chance to see that hearing yesterday, these two agents came forward and they were courageous. They uh, withstood very much uh, scrutiny and hard cross questions from a lot of Democrats. And, um, and they, did, they did amazing. They, they withstood any kind of stuff that was thrown at them. They're credible, and what they say is backed up by their documents. And um, it was really, it was really quite, it was quite an experience to see these guys stand up to it. And it just shows that when uh, when you lie, there's several versions of a lie. But when you have the truth, there's only one version. And these guys were telling the truth, and it was credible and it's backed up. So. Uh, they told the story about the special treatment, about the prosecutors shutting down avenues of investigation that could have led to um, President Biden or other uh, evidence that could have led against uh, Hunter Biden. And um, and they kept working. They kept working. And ultimately, they recommended felony uh, felonies, a number of felony counts, along with the line prosecutors that came out during the hearing. Um and somewhere along the line, the, the recommendations ended up in a black hole, and we're here, sitting here with misdemeanor plea uh, next week for Hunter Biden. You know, that was so stunning, was by the way. Here. Mark Lytle, that point was stunning. That uh, To me, when they walked through and said, here are all the layers, these guys who are deeply experienced, their supervisors, all said, yeah, we're signing off on felonies because of what was recited as literally the tens of millions of dollars that was recited yesterday during the hearings. And then suddenly... It goes into a black hole. I, I, I thought that was one of the most powerful moments. And uh, it's uh, Judge Richard Weinberg, Mr. Lytle. Good to talk to you again. But my uh, problem. Nice to speak with you. My problem was what they did is they made these personal attacks on these two witnesses as if to try to portray them as disgruntled employees. And in fact, all the facts and there were a whole bunch of people who supported them in the actions that these were real felonies, that they were pushed aside. There were recommendations 
that were made up and down the line and it was yanked from under them. And then they took these folks off the case because they were getting too close to searching out the truth. What say you, sir? Yeah, Judge. I mean, it's uh, it's it's easy to try to just say, oh, disgruntled. Um, but, you know, in this case, they, they supported everything they have to say with documents. And uh, the, the big missing piece to all of this is the Department of Justice's explanation for what happened here. Because we know it went to the department, to the uh, U.S. Attorney's Office for the District of Columbia with a Biden appointee, and it was turned down. It was declined charges. And we know that the, all the line prosecutors, the AUSA, the tax division attorneys, and the agents all signed off and recommended felony charges. The Department of Justice has just remained silent, and they're not, they're not explaining. And at some point, they're going to have to explain, because uh, I think Congress is going to hold them in contempt if they don't get over there and, and do that. But That's we'll, what we'll I was going to say. What do you hope happens now? Because to me, somebody is lying. I mean, after hearing everything today and how credible you're, this, uh, Gary Shapley and Joe were, uh, to me, there are such different versions. So what do you hope happens now? The American public, we deserve the truth. Well, U.S. Attorney Weiss uh, is at the center of this uh, this whole storm, and he has now submitted three letters. Um, I call it vanilla, strawberry, and chocolate because every letter has said something different and inconsistent with the other letter. And each letter he sent to Congress trying to explain what happened. He first started out by saying he had un- unimpeded authority to charge wherever, whenever, and, and whatever. Uh, his second letter said, well, let me expand. And his second letter said, well, let me expand on this. And um, he said he doesn't have the ability to charge outside his district. And he explained that it's common to try to partner with another uh, U.S. attorney when they charge outside the district. But the difference between those two letters, there's only one thing that happened in between those two letters. Gary Shapley's transcript and documents were released to the public. And that's why Weiss had to sort of re-explain himself. And so each time Weiss says a story, it gets really, I think ultimately, my prediction is Gary Shapley's testimony is going to be held up at the end of the day. It's going to come out that Weiss went to the U.S. Attorney's Office in the District of Columbia, a Biden appointee, was declined, and it's totally contrary to what Merrick Garland has been telling the public, that this is a Trump appointee who has independent authority and he can charge wherever he wants to. I think it's going to come out that that's that's not a true statement. Yeah. Wow. Well, it was it was so powerful. Uh, Mark, thank you. We got to get Gary on the show, too. We want to hear from him, too. And it's terrific to have you here. Thank you yeah, so much thanks for having me. And, you know, so what's next? The plea is next week. Right. So let's see what happens, what the judge does with that plea. Absolutely. The Hunter Biden. Plea. Sounds good. Thank you, Mark. Yep. Ohio. Ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly two million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.